Today's show is brought to you by FreshBooks.com. Get a 30-day free trial at www.gofreshbooks.com backslash gang. The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hello and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast, a special edition in which we have murdered Jack and he is no longer our leader and I have taken the helm. (laughs) Nevertheless, yes, total revolt uh, and leading for the first time, I... Yes, leading today, I am your host, Bobby Pike, and I am joined by the ever-lovable Ben Haworth. (laughs) <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I was laughing how much he really hated my John Wilkes Booth reference. <laughs> no, it's, I, 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 I recognize sometimes. Okay, so this is funny. You, you guys know this show, Silicon Valley? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes that show gets way too real for me in terms of like watching the creator of the company become an asshole to his friends. Like right. sometimes, I'm <laughs> right. like, sometimes I have a moment where I was like, I think I just pissed off all my friends because I'm trying to get them to do something. So like every once in a while, Ben, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> <It's just funny. laughs> no, no, you're totally good though. You're totally good. And I'm, in yeah. case you haven't noticed, we are still joined by Jack Newman, who is talkative. <laughs> And leading, even when he's not I'm supposed to be. Yes, zombie. No, yeah, no, it's, it's, I am literally every other hosting podcast person's worst nightmare. Fantastic. <laughs> Happy to be in the deep end here with you. And today we are reviewing The Big Sick. Um, so, before we get deep into our review, we have a little message here from Jack. Mm. Oh, yeah, uh... I took over. For you, the listeners of the movie. Yep, yep. For you, this was planned. For you, the listeners of the Movie Gang Podcast, Loot Crate is offering an opportunity to save 10% on any new subscription at LootCrate.com. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com backslash gang and enter promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. That's 10% savings on the normal Loot Crate savings. So go up over there, get your free discount, get your Loot Crate, get all your cool shit Line it up on your desk like I have here and look really, really cool. Like you have your own little Tony Stark workaround desk kind of thing. I'm sure Iron Man is a featured Luke Crane at some time in the future. I'm sure. There's tons of Marvel Luke Crates. Like it's all sorts of like geek paraphernalia. It's really enjoyable. To save 10%, I wish they did come with like some gas X every once in a while. Like they should just know that that's the kind of person that gets these. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com backslash gang. And again, that's trylootcrate.com backslash gang. To save 10% on any new subscription in a promo code bridge10 for 10% savings. And with my levels are just totally fucked. (laughs) (laughs) And with that lovely ad break, we can go into our main review of The Big Sick. It's based on the real life courtship between Kamal Nanjiani and Emily Gordon. The Big Sick tells the story of a Pakistan born aspiring comedian who connects with grad student Emily after one of his stand up sets. However, what they thought would be just a one night stand blossoms into the real thing, which complicates the life that is expected of Kamal and his traditional Muslim parents. When Emily 
family is beset with a mystery illness. It forces Kamal to navigate the medical crisis with her parents, Beth and Tony, played by Holly Hunter and Ray Romano, whom he's never met, while dealing with the emotional tug of war between his family and his heart. So, with that being said, what do you guys think of the film? I'm going to start with Ben. Um, just a real quick question, so I know where everyone's at. Has anyone heard this story of Kumail and Emily's romance before? No, I hadn't. I had I had not heard. I, I know that it's supposedly a true story, but I, I had not heard that this. I had not. I've never heard them t- tell this story. Yeah, they, 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 this is just because I'm a podcast problematic. <laughs> I listen to it all day long. I have subscribed to over 100 podcasts. It's a real problem. I have a disease. Help me. Someone help me. Um, and uh, they've been on a couple of podcasts talking about this before this film was ever even uh, in production. And uh, they've been on a ton of podcasts talking about it since this film has been in production and promoting it recently. Um, so I'd heard their story a couple times before. So it was an interesting thing to kind of come from. To kind of compare it to the real life story I'd heard many times before, which is pretty accurate up until the end, and I could talk about that, um, versus what is very clearly a film, and it is very much operates as a kind of classic rom com, but with sort of these realistic elements, um, and and then what became fantasy, what became fiction. I think this is one of the better versions of that because there's been a couple movies that have done that. Uh, a recent example is Mike Birbiglia's um, Sleepwalk mm. with Me, which yeah. is also about his own real life, but I didn't think yeah. this as innovative or good and I, and I think part of it was that he got a really good director with Michael Showalter even though this is his first uh, film but he's been making state stuff forever um, He, I think this one really worked because it was very clear that he worked with Judd Apatow and other people who've been around for a long time and it felt like you know this is the kind of film you wish more sort of indie comedies were uh, for me at least I see a lot of these movies and a lot of them just kind of are pleasant but they kind of go away well this one I felt had a lot of very interesting uh, thematic resonance with it. Uh, in particular, what I really appreciate was how much the movie was about uh, a person with a singular character flaw and how it keeps ruining his life, which is that Kumail just has a problem with dealing with honesty when it is going to be really shitty to talk about. And how like the way we fight and the way people uh, uh, reconcile. It isn't a movie about her waking up and saying, oh my god, I love you. It is a film about how reconciliation is work how relationships are work and how those sort of old rom-com tropes of the big epic gestures, they're great and all, but they don't necessarily give you ultimate resolution. And that's what I really appreciate about this movie is it kind of avoided a lot of that stuff I worried it was going for. So I'm curious it, if you guys feel the same. Is it wrong that I could have just done without the whole them in New York scene, like her recreating the conversation at the end? Because and it's funny too. I didn't actually know until we started this podcast that this was a true story. And now, like, I feel like an idiot. Oh, I'm looking at the poster and I see an awkward true story, like really emblazoned at the bottom <laughs> of the poster. And I'm Did like, you not I say missed... to the end where it was like real Kamal, real Emily. Didn't you? No, pictures? I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, there's say like to any the, of that in the credits. You, you just went. You just left. <laughs> in the credits, there's like I little was, pictures I, of like, them. I, and I love you. This was a this was a double. This was like a triple feature week for me. It's I, fine. I, I was fine. out of there. I was done. Like I, I got annoyed by the end of Spider Man, and I was like, I'm out of here, dude. <laughs> 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 I, 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 like I, I already stayed through one movie, and I was like, I didn't expect my indie movies to start doing this shit. So <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I just figured. I think because I knew it was a true story, I knew they'd show the pictures. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, that. I've, I've I vaguely remember hearing on different podcasts that it is a true 
true story, and I, I feel like an idiot at this point for not having an interpretation. It makes me like it more that it is a true story, because I think some bits of it don't work story construction-wise because they are real. Do you know what I mean? I think that realness comes across quite well. I think maybe one of the things that bothers me is I think that like the fact that they end up together sort of bothers me like a little bit. But that's like real. That's do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's real well, in terms it, of that. And that's where the real part gets really interesting is that they got together right after the sickness. Like that's the part that actually is the movie fakeness is like they got married three months after her coma. Like yeah, uh, but, immediately but the, after or like in real life, you know, so like yeah. it, it, the real life version was actually weirdly more movie-ish than the movie one was. Exactly. Yeah. And I think maybe that's maybe that's like that, that's a thing that's make that that would be a big complaint. That'd be the primary complaint I have with some of this movie is that some of it just doesn't feel real. And then I'm like, well, that that actually happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like, that's like, like, like from a movie structure that didn't happen in movies. Well, it did happen in real life. And so part of me is like, OK, <laughs> That's well, what you want to do. Well, we're hogging. I'm, I'm very curious to see what Bobby thinks because she was pushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was I, pretty hard. So I'm curious what you thought, Bobby. Yeah, I, I really wanted to review this movie um, because I saw the trailers for it. And I get really excited anytime we are telling true stories. Because it, a part of the problem with having movies based on a real life story is it's been used a lot for thematic reasons where you can say it's based on a true story and that's just a just part of the plot that's just a an addition to and is not really accurate um so i liked that this was going to tell a true romance um story but at the same time i struggle to uh identify it as a rom-com because it is but it's not that when you think of rom-coms, you usually think of bad Matthew McConaughey movies, and that's not what happened here. Um, this is a, a movie that focuses, has true comedy in it. I mean, I laughed through a lot of this film, and I thought it was legitimately funny, like, you know, big belly laughs through it. Um, and it, it told a sweet and tender story. I am inclined to agree with Jack that I did not like the ending where she goes to New York and recreates their conversation because it felt trite. It, it felt like, here's the, the rom-com ending everyone's been waiting for. This is this is what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it didn't feel satisfying can as I, an ending. Can I, can I be honest, dude? That's something that, like, works in real life that doesn't work in movies. Like, if you, like, do some of the things that, like, worked in real life in terms of my own courtship with, like, Katie. Like, things that I did that are kind of, like, saccharine sweet. Like, if you put that in a movie, I'd be like, boo. Yeah. yeah. And that's just that is a movie realism versus real life. Sometimes things work that just don't work in the context of a movie. And it's interesting to me to sometimes the realization that like the focus of movie logic creates an even less acceptable world for certain things that do and don't happen than is actual reality at this point. Because it's a lot of times we're like, oh, that wouldn't happen in real life. And that's like the that's like the gold standard. What you say does and does not happen in movies. But sometimes you realize that movies have a much more narrower viewpoint of what can and cannot happen than actual reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I think I liked the ending just in least terms of more thematic. I agree. Maybe it's a little too trite, but I think I like that it wasn't. Um, that it was just like a, a hint that their relationship was going to start over again. You know what I mean? That and and that's why I liked it because it was like that relationship kind of was over the initial one, and it was more of a new relationship starting over again. That's why yeah. I kind of appreciated it. it. Was like him moving on from that old life, her moving on from that, and then like let's 
we we went through this clearly we still like each other let's start again and that's why i appreciate about the movie is it's like you know with with the holly hunter story uh and his sort of like terry's own cheating arc is sort of an element to that the parents also sort of like don't take him back but they also show clearly that they're not going to always be mad at him they're always going to love him in some form or another that's what kind of kept me going for the film and put it a little bit above a lot of the other indie dramedies for me is that it wasn't all about we're all back together and it's great you know it's more yeah, like about it, not all the characters come back together in the end and it's not all happy you know like you do get the hint that the relationship is going to you know start anew but it doesn't solve the other problems that have come up in the film especially the cultural difference which was explored heavily in the movie um and i i guess i kind of liked that the the resolution of that isn't forgiveness and isn't everything's okay it's you have to work on it and i think maybe the reason i like this film is because kumal and i have the same fatal flaw that we don't want to talk about things that are hard Um, especially when you know all they're going to do is upset someone else. So for me, at least, it was kind of like watching my own decisions in the movie and avoiding like like the fights that are had are the same fights like I've had over different things because I made the same kinds of choices. So that that did feel very authentic and very real to me. And I enjoyed that seeing that in a movie. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I often say that every fight and they have a reference to it, which I liked in the movie with Terry and, and Holly Hunter's character um, where they, uh, they say like, Oh, it always comes down to this. You know what I mean? And that's how fights do work with couples where it's like, we are fighting about peanut butter, but what we're really fighting about is the core problem between us that we've been right. fighting about for five years. You know what I mean? And that's what it always comes down to inevitably is like these archetypal fights that you're always kind of fighting over these basic personality problems. And I like that Camille's fatal flaw is something that we can all, at least, or at least you and I, maybe Bobby, can relate yeah. to of, of of avoiding a problem, and then that avoidance of that problem makes it makes worse. Makes the problem you worse. Can the, you can yeah. tell that Emily seems like a very liberal, open-minded person, and maybe he started out by saying, "My parents are Pakistani; they want me to arrange marriage. Maybe this might not work, you know, etc." It might have been better in the initial long run, even if it was a shitty thing. But by him waiting, it became worse. You know what I mean? And like, he has to do these big dramatic gestures, which kind of are in themselves problematic. You know what I mean? Like that's why I. Uh, I appreciate the movie for that, for, you know, that, that they was willing to that Kumail, it's his story. And he's the only person playing himself in the movie from the original story. Mm-hmm. So like he, he had to take a lot of um, personal challenge to show himself as a very flawed person that a lot of these problems are kind of relating to him, you know, <sighs> and, the, oh. and his inability to adjust the things. Big sigh from Jack. Yeah. What you got? No, 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 no. I, it's not a bad. It's not a bad. It's, it's not bad. Uh, sorry. Like Game of Thrones is happening right now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's like everyone uh, just died. I'm a, so sorry. As of recording, Game of Thrones is happening at this exact second, uh, which is going to be a thing that I say in a lot of podcasts from here on out. <laughs> uh, but what what I wanted, I guess, I guess like. You know, this is one. This is it's hitting me a little bit mid cast that I'm realizing how real this is, and it's making me take like literally mid cast. You guys are listening. I'm very quiet because I'm thinking about what just happened and what I just saw because I didn't particularly like this movie, but I think a lot of the flaws can be chalked up to how real it is, and I guess maybe it's more in like my take on like from an art perspective of doing something so real 
because even like even like you know historical retakes of what we do we we adjust things in a manner to make it kind of closer to movie kind of movie propaganda and that sort of not propaganda but like I'm I'm thinking of Winston Churchill and the new Winston Churchill movie that I'm worried about uh, because it's concerning because it's Gary Oldman who I love but at the same time I'm very concerned about that way that movie is shot because it looks so cheap. Yeah. Uh, you just win that Oscar, but you're like, oh. uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put more money into that into that set design. Uh, but I guess I guess the big thing for me here is just like, I guess like maybe it's like I'm not. I think maybe like two like sometimes cultural issues in terms of understanding. I'm very very glad he has that moment where he kind of tells his family to. to to fuck off not fuck off per se but like I'm very not, politely i'm not leaving this family you know like yeah exactly and and i think yeah. and i think that's like it needed to happen and maybe it's like my i really appreciate the struggle of culture and what happens to him through that to some extent and like and his fail i guess like that's the thing is like maybe my perspective you guys are talking about him being such a like a very a very like flawed flawed character and i disagree i think he's i think he's like holier not like i think he's a little too perfect at times to be entirely honest because it's just such a it's just such a better take and maybe this is because i'm a bad person as a person but just like i mean like his like his staying there at points for me is almost like creepy in nature and i guess that's like like my social consciousness of it matters. Like I want to like leave that situation. And I guess like maybe it's just like for me, it, it's so unbelievable what happened. And now facing the reality of it being real, I'm like, Oh dude, like <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I, I don't know. I have a very, I have a very mixed emotion, especially since the girl in this movie is asleep for all of it. So calling it a romance movie is like stretching the shit out of it for well, me. I think they smartly, have a lot of romance beforehand you know like mm. it is kind of in a sense two movies like they, they do have a lot a very cute courtship uh over a couple weeks in like right. you know, movie time yeah um so it's not just like two weeks in <laughs> like if it was three dates in and he was at their bedside i kind of would agree versus like it felt like maybe a couple months of of them dating you know yeah well i guess that's the issue is that it it happens post right after the finality of that initial relationship so what is he holding on to is finalized and i guess that's maybe my perspective it's like it's hard for me not to internalize i I don't want to call him a creeper because he's not like by any stretch but there is like just sort of like kind of a social uncomfortableness that i'm facing through the whole movie which i think is is very intentionally on purpose from the movie's perspective i don't think it's a criticism of the movie i think i think the whole movie is is like the big the big thrust of it isn't romance so much as it is social norms i think yeah and it's also like taking stock of what matters to you and yeah times are are tough you know what i mean like you can't see it but i just pointed like, at ben like the stock that's the i got a drink and i i'm gesturing <laughs> right. salute right i mean something camille said on the on podcast is like he and and you're right you know you could be a creeper, you could be a sweet you know it, and it, it depends on kind of your i think it's your both you on, on on both but he did say when he saw her in the coma he was like i if she wakes up i'm gonna marry her and like that's you can do that as sweet as you can do as not like and i think that's what this film is that's, kind of that's uh, that's going the kind for. of shit that you didn't need to tell me about this to make it it makes it like a bajillion times worse for me because <laughs> their relationship was over I'm, I'm sorry i don't mean i don't mean to be like a huge dick about it but like that's the kind of thing that i'm like well that's uh, why i'm glad that she wakes up and she's not like oh my god you yeah. were here the whole time you know yeah, that, and that is something I really enjoyed about the film is I liked how she woke up and it wasn't like she took him back because he had made 
what would be interpreted in a movie world as a grand romantic gesture, but she was asleep. And I, I did at least and, like. And she how says they, like we don't have different. We had different experiences. You yeah, know, and up, and yeah. I did like how you know. So he comes to her with you know his bag of devotion and is showing her you know basically the reasons why he's committed to her. Um, and and I guess I appreciated that she did shut him down in that moment because otherwise I feel like it would have negated what her experience was. Because um, I do think there's something to be said that he might have done what as an outsider would view as properly wooing her and winning her back, but that's not something she would have experienced, you know? So I, I did, I did like that, um, that she didn't take him back in that moment. And I also liked that, you know, that, you know, Kamal bombs a comedy show, um, because he's distraught by what's happening in his personal life. And I did like how even when he shut down, it's not like it turned into like a, well, I ruined my career for you sort of thing. Um, and it would have been easy to turn that into another fight that leads into, you know, it's like, well, this is why we were always meant to be together. And I did mm-hmm. like that the film let it ride with them not not being a couple, not being together. And then you know them falling back together at the end of the film it was the weakest moment for me it was it's it's a, it's a terrible that i'm sitting here saying man your me your relationship would in life would be so much more meaning if you guys didn't end up together like it's, it's so sorry, bad happily married couple i know well, like, and, it's and so I, bad I, I knew they ended up together in the end so that's like I, I know that and since it's based on a true story that's what I was waiting for and I guess it was so refreshing knowing that that was going to happen but seeing them not end up together right away that that did feel yeah. good so what did you guys think of the parents um, Holly Hunter and Ray Romano's character it's interesting seeing Ray Romano in movies it's, yeah, it's just interesting. Kind of good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, actually kind of good. Like weird, weirdly good, and and he didn't do his whole. Right. I mean, Holly Hunter is ah! always incredible. Thing, so you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> ah! uh, he, yeah. he just does like a couple. Like the most Ray he gets, he's like, ah, yeah, I don't ah! know. <laughs> he does a little bit. <laughs> I like your Ray Romano impression. Yeah, that's all. That's ah! all I, like, ah! <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what that was. I literally like, Marie! like people have been criticizing my accents all day today, so like it's it's really like hard for me to like do anything right now. I just can't. I just can't. The thing is, we weren't criticizing you. You were criticizing yourself the whole time. No, 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 no. <laughs> not, not you, Ben. Not you. Not you or anyone in the actual D and D podcast. It was all Katie. She's it's all so Katie. It's all Katie. <laughs> no, you guys can't see it because she's in the background. And she's it's like the peanut gallery characterization. Oh, don't make a cute face at me. You know what you did. <laughs> Y'all are too cute. It's gross. Ugh. Okay. It <laughs> is gross. My accent's really rough. Right All right, moving on. Sorry, sorry Bobby. No. I, it, it is my goal to derail you as much as possible. I got it's that. Like bitterness. Jack, I got what, my head chopped off, and now I, like, I'm going to destroy it. Yes, of course. Bring this all crashing to the ground. <laughs> Jack, what did you think of the parents' characters? I liked them a lot. I thought they were, I think the, I think the dual parent, I, I mean, it's not a strong Pakistani family moment for me a little bit. Like, I, I mean, he definitely has criticism for kind of his traditional culture a little bit there mm-hmm. and criticism in terms of understanding and like how cultures play into each other. I don't know that there's, I don't, I don't know that there's, there's one of the things that, that it maybe is this because like it's kind of pitched, 
it's pitched much it's much more re- interesting in terms of read to me as a love story sometimes and like a kind of a traditional norms in terms of american norms than it is an actual traditional pakistani norms i think uh master of none does a much better job of exploring kind of middle eastern kind of uh background and and kind of just that take upon issues but i think maybe perhaps the reason that like i like it more is that kind of the parents the internally the parents that are like there are are far more i like how there's 3d characters all the way through and you can tell that that's like that's something that came from this actually happening because the dad and like the way that they're all kind of convened and put together i I guess i really don't know what i think about this movie sometimes (laughs) because it it Uh, it it bucks yeah go ahead no no no, go ahead go ahead ben um yeah, I was surprised that I, I thought going in, I was expecting the Pakistani marriage stuff to be the worst part um, just because it's not what Camille did and he bucked the culture. And so I'd understand if he was very critical of it. But one thing I was actually impressed is that I, outside the first girl, all the girls actually didn't feel sort of sad or pathetic like I worried they were. Uh, a lot of them felt like real people. And you could actually feel like Kumail really fucking with their time. And I'm really glad they took a time for him to go on a, you know, this one girl was like particularly very interesting and she did this cool little magic trick and you kind of felt like Kumail's actually slightly like saw something in her that he didn't seem like the other ones and obviously he's not going to pursue her that isn't what the movie is but like you know he takes her home and she's clearly like hey I like you like for once like people we kind of had a connection who we agree this is kind of weird and awkward but like you seem like you kind of get it and then he's like I just can't and then she's like that's really fucked up dude like it's like she, she had a really good moment where it was like you can't like I'm a person too. I get that this is inconvenient for you, but it's shitty for me as well to get invested in people over and over and over again. And like, y- you're hurting people like me as well. And I took, I was glad they took that moment to say like, you know, uh, and, and and I like that, you know, even the speech is me a little overwritten. I glad like the part where he's like his parents, like I get why you want to do that. It is your culture. You're trying to hold on to it in a different place. But why did you bring me to America then, if you didn't want me to? be that way you know what i mean like and it's it's that's the conflict for him is like he grew up on x-files and he grew up like with american culture and 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 like we had to get to america we worked so hard to get here but when we get here we have to stay pakistani and that's like sort of the conflict for him and i like that you know he said that his his you know mom was an arranged marriage his brother's arranged marriage and they're all very happy and they all ended up being very happy and like they've on talk shows, they, they they try to promote the fact that they don't think arranged marriages are necessarily bad it just wasn't for him and i i I think he did as well as he could have for that, for saying both cultures are valid. Do you know what I mean? Which I appreciate at least that he, he attempted to try and go for that. Even if I do agree that he probably is more on the American side of things, because that's what he chose. You know? Right. Um, ultimately. I think so. Yeah. I Maybe it's just, I guess like <laughs> Jack is having a tough time with this one. Just a bitter no. beaver. It's not that I'm a... <laughs> Bobby's like, of course it's my movie that you hated, Jack. <laughs> no, I think maybe it is true that, like, maybe I have a little bit of, like, a strong objection to the concept of arranged marriage. I, I did really like cultural the stuff. exploring of the cultural differences in this film, though, just because it did... You know, I, I know it's based on a true story, and that definitely helps why it feels real. But there is something to be to appreciate about the fact that the parents don't just forgive him, you know, just because 
that's what they're supposed to do. You know, it, it actually delves into the hard issues of, you know, coming from these cultural differences in your background, you, the risk of losing your family is real and is palpable and making romantic decisions that go against your cultural norm is so much more difficult because that is a real thing. And so, you know, that scene where he's moving to New York and his mother won't even look at him. I mean, that, that kind of thing happens and I'm glad to see it explored. I mean, yeah, we can look at them and go like, yeah, they're, they're dicks. You know, why, why can't he just love who he wants to love? And I, I get why it's, it's easy for us to, to say that at the same time, I loved that it was exploring something different and hard and it, how hard it is to let go of your personally held cultural beliefs. And especially if it's a choice you made that you felt was right for you, you know, and I love that, you know, his parents have an arranged marriage and it works for them and it makes them happy. And they, they did end up finding their best friend and all of that's good. So I just, I loved seeing the clash of the two and yeah, it's easy to pick which one we think is right and wrong based on how we grew up and what we think. But at the same time, I love that we're pushing that and it doesn't automatically resolve. Both parties can still hold on to their beliefs and we don't see the resolution in the film. But again, since it's based on a true story, you can find out what happens. And I think that makes it more interesting to see the struggle. Also, I think, you know, um, uh, can you say one thing real quick? Um, I just, one thing I did like is that they had like sort of a, foreshadowing what that would be like with Holly Hunter talking about how she, her parents didn't like her being with Ray Romano. Yeah, I love that she scene. said something about like, you know, you just have to get up with a shit ton of awkward dinners. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it takes is like just a lot of bad times. But families a lot of times can get over that. So I appreciate that there was like sort of a, a reference there mm-hmm. to how it would go. Okay. I, I think that's totally fair. I think I might be coming at it a little differently because it's like, like I, it just paralleled uh, like conversations I've had with my parents, obviously not to the same extent, but you know, like just people can like, for example, um, like disagreeing whether or not it's appropriate to live with a significant other before marriage. Like that's a hotly debated topic for a lot of families and a lot of people in, cause it's more common now than it used to be. And so more traditional parents will disagree with it being appropriate while their younger children look at it and say, why wouldn't I get to know someone better? So I, I, maybe I, it, maybe it's too close to home for me that it felt felt real you know it it felt like a real fight between families with strongly held personal beliefs that disagree on the polar spectrum i get where jack is coming from because like they're they're it's it's somewhere in the middle you know what i mean it feels like somewhere in the middle between the the horrible extremes which i don't even want to mention and then like the 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 more traditional I don't like that person kind of family fights I don't yeah. think they're right for you stuff that's going to exist in every family secular or otherwise you know what I mean like uh, there's always going to be cultural or class issues or stuff like that and I feel like it was I think the film was trying to go for that but I understand what Jack's saying that like it comes from the same background that a lot more darker stuff comes from I think the film tried its best and did its best to not treat it like that because I think you know he is trying to point out that like it feels very archaic and it sounds very archaic, but weirdly like the process has gotten really advanced where it's like, you know, it's like almost a resume situation. Like you have like these <laughs> the people cigar box of women. and you 
cigar mugs of women, which is like again kind of gross, but again also kind of like different and uh, you know is that different from Tinder or whatnot? You know, you can make all those kind of weird debates, and and it's sort of the thing of like, um, I got boxes full of women. That's like think of as binders. Full Binder of women. full. Uh, and I thought the same thing. Binders full of women the whole time. I was just thinking, oh god. Uh. Remember when that ruined a political career? Wow. Right. Weird. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Um, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I'm I'm back. I apologize. My mic killed out for a minute. I wasn't not responding to this important political issue. <laughs> I was. My mic died. No, it's, it's so all right. If like you want to back away, I'm, like, shit, shit, I'm dancing on glass right now and trying not to stab myself. So I understand if you want to like, exactly. Not go. It's like, oh, fuck you, technology. Thanks. Thanks a, thanks a load. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I, I just, to, I think that, uh, thank you, Ben. I appreciate, I guess like that is kind of just the thing is like, this is kind of like a, a, a jarred up emotion, like emotional issue. And I think that I understand exactly where, where they're coming from and them explaining their culture and keeping elements of their culture at the same time. Like, I think like maybe it's my own associations that is causing this kind of the cultural and, they're, and, they're, and because we hear a lot about there are traditional stuff that is truly horrible that everyone agrees horrible and should stop. You know what I mean? And 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 I right. don't think arranged marriage. And I'm sure he would agree is one of those. You know what I mean? For me, like at least from the way they view it in this particular film. And oh the yeah, way they the, do it in uh, like arranged marriage as a whole is like date is like a dating app. Like at yeah, best. it's more like a matchmaking. Like, it's just stuff. a dating yeah. app that yeah. you do through your through your parents. Like it's not it's not bad. Like I don't. It's I'm not like they came and like you must marry that person. <laughs> like yeah. Exactly. I'm not crapping on the concept of arranged marriage. I'm I'm crapping on kind of like disownment as a whole. Well, I think it's okay to crap on disownment because it's a terrible thing to do. (laughs) But I exactly it's it's an an awful thing. It's an awful thing to do. Uh, You know, families are supposed to stick together as a nuclear unit. That's how it specifically it it, it works. But it happens. It totally, totally happens. And I think it is nice to see it portrayed that way. And also with the amount of grace that Kumal ends up giving his parents in the situation knowing they don't understand yeah. knowing they don't agree i think the moment he has yeah. with his father where he asks you know like what movie did you and mom see on your first date i mean that was a nice moment of you know showing some sort of personal grace and tenderness towards them even though they're rejecting him for his choices i i did right. i i thought it like, was handled well and it is and it is that like sort of thing where they're in they're in the in between where like she can't look at him but she'll still make his favorite meal exactly how he likes it you know what i mean where, and like, they, they still want know, him to, like, to text, when they, text was, when they get there you know just that was important they, they still yeah. care yeah. about your that was important i, I they, agree they, i think you. it's that scene that saves it for me jack is like yeah the, the fact they show that there's going to be that reconciliation. I, I, no I, and i can totally respect that and, and and like i've i've admitted from the beginning maybe it's my own like dark intonations of like associations that makes this like dark for me do you know what i mean yeah, like, I get like i i think them i think i i'm not complaining that the movie is not well made at all i think maybe it's like the subject matter like it's like a very i'm very like okay uh and and i think that like friends that'll be reviewed in my score i think i think it's a good movie and i think it's well put together i think maybe like it's too real (laughs) for its own good sometimes (laughs) would be my only criticism of it to be honest uh which has changed from what the criticism was before is like why did they do this why did they do that now i'm like yeah no that makes sense i get it and also like i don't particularly enjoy the ending I think I think like their relationship would translate better into a movie if they didn't get together. It's <laughs> <laughs> just dark as all fuck. Sorry, um, ten year married couple. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> your story doesn't work. Your story is problematic. It doesn't work. It would be better if you didn't <laughs> so, end up together. It's so dark. Well, I mean, they they kind no, of knew so that weird. because they changed the end of the movie for them. Yeah, not- they do. You can. 
Because they knew that if they just got married, people would be like, what? Why? Like, really? I was like, why'd you do that? I think, too, also falling in love with a girl in a coma is just bad. I'm just sorry. (laughs) I think because, like I said, I think what works is that it's not falling in love with her. It's more realizing you know where you stand you know what i mean where where what matters to you and yeah. what should be important to you i, I think you know? it's it's not so much he fell in love with her in the coma i think he, it's that he realized he'd rather stand up to his parents and have her than live the lie that he'd been living like that's at least what i took from it yeah and in that moment where you're like no, you're I not agree. even thinking you're just like i'm here like i i, I just can't not be here like yeah. that's kind of what it was like about for me where it's like you know, he tries to not because he knows it's weird, and he tries to go to the comedy show and and be away from it. But he, all he can think about is like, I need to, I need to be there. You know, like I, like I can't not. You know what I mean? And like that's, I think love is like that. Sometimes you're like, you know, I've had a loved one in the hospital, and it's that like they've no been like, sense. you need to leave, and I'm like, I, I, I can't. You know, yeah. like I'm sorry, I just can't. <laughs> you know, yeah. There's those sort of drawing lines. Sometimes. Yeah, you gotta. You- you got it. No, it's at some at some point like all love boils down to you just make a decision mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, yeah, yep. And that's that. That's well, it. Like, that's you decide sorry, to be there. Deep. Yeah, exactly. Deep. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like the Ray yeah. Romano line. Thank you. Thank I thought you something for... good would come up. At the end yeah, of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, he's actually he's. I'm always amazed he doesn't get more work than he. He's does. really you know funny. I mean? like, His I, he has to deliver one of the really hardest with him in this movie. jokes in the movie. He has to set up one of the hardest jokes in the movie, which is the 9/11 joke. The 9/11 like, joke. Yes. Which oh. is so difficult, and he did a very good job of setting that up. That it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, and maybe that's the other thing too, is like, maybe that I, I recognize the skill in this movie and the particular comedy, because I, I, I actually stand by the statement, I think a comedy movie is always more difficult than a dramatic movie. It's tough. It's, it's it easy tough. to get wrong. Like, yeah, I, I think that's the thing is like the, the level, like comedy, it's like you have like a basket, like, you know, like, like, I mean, I mean, drama, it's like you have a, like, you're trying to shoot a basketball through a hoop. Like, I, sometimes I feel like comedies like you're trying to backflip a corber off a backboard and <laughs> land it in like a tiny little thimble like well, i just i just feel like like films the- like his stand-ups will tell you like when you make a film you forget like oh i have to wait nine months for the joke to land like i have to wait that long before i can be in an audience and be like eh? <laughs> <laughs> was it funny no yeah which well, is always well, a shitty thing for like like, like and there's always like the the opportunity for like something to come out and just be like, oh, this is this joke is culturally not funny before because like you you have the when you do stand up you have like you know the cultural presence the zeitgeist that you're operating in is the zeitgeist at the time whereas it's like here's yeah. a zeitgeist a year later it's like think about what comics in 2015 were talking about like if they like put out a movie in 2016 it's like mid Trump like yeah exactly and people are like who makes jokes that aren't about Trump that's not what we do anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't you know this world? <laughs> God, <laughs> like, and that's and that's just like that's just a different perspective. But I think, I think super, I, I, maybe also too. I'm just like averse to sort of like the awkward style humor of Kumar in general. Do you know what I mean? Okay, right. Or just being yeah. sort of a. Uh... It's not. A, it's not my thing, and that's fine. I, I th- like there's, this movie is. To- this is like Planet of the Apes a little bit, and that this movie is totally not my thing. But I recognize that it's good. <laughs> it's just becoming a theme in the last couple of weeks for me, and I'm apologies to everyone. <laughs> apologies, <laughs> apologies I, I, all I, around. I, 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 I feel really bad because my version of that is episode. movies we won't see, which is like you know, like horrible torture porn like no one's gonna want to see that anyway so like you know like depending on the movie the one thing i will never do again and that was like really traumatizing for me in that regard was like human centipede yeah human centipede was just gross it was just like 
Yeah, I I like actually like got like physically ill at that movie. Yeah, and like it wasn't even because it's like bad. It's just like the concept. Why are we doing this in the middle? They're totally the same thing. Totally the same thing. Oh God! There's a parallel between this movie and the the human. We're asking for. Well, before we go totally and completely off the rails, let's have a quick ad break. Back to you, Jack. Oh yeah, I am prepared for this one actually. So we're we're ready to go, which is not at all what I'm doing right now is buying time till I can find it. For you the listeners of the Movie Gang podcast, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to try out their service. FreshBooks go freshbooks.com uh, is a cloud-based accounting software. I use it for my own personal business, Newman Visual Productions. Uh, you can go check out that at newmanvisualproductions.com where it's a, you know, streaming i do all sorts of different jobs for different people it's a really it's a really big business and i got to keep a lot of like uh, budget lines like you got to keep photography in line i got to keep tuscan shed in line i got to keep all these elements in line i do it i do the perfect juggling job and get the best possible taxes back by using gofreshbooks.com to try gofreshbooks.com for free for 30 days just go to www.gofreshbooks.com and enter the movie gang podcast and how did you hear about this section or get a 30-day free trial at www.gofreshbooks.com backslash a gang Gang, G A N G, not gang, gang. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. I guess now let's go ahead and move on to scores for the movie. Ben, what are you going to give the big sick? Let's start with me first. All yes, right. you're first. I'm going to give it a. You know, this is your this is your fault, Bobby, because you sent the thing out about how I overrate things. I <laughs> so do. I yes. Like I know I that was such a shitty. Thing. I have now kept you all honest. <laughs> I even put the idea. Yeah. I know. Um, it was- so I'm going to give it uh, a 7.5. I think it's a very, very well done indie dramedy. I don't think it's like as incredible as a lot of critics are saying. I get sort of what they see in it, but I think it's, uh, I think it kind of falls, I think it's just a genre that's been overdone for me. I've seen a lot of these movies. Uh, I love comedians and comedians love to make these movies <laughs> because <laughs> they all have like a sad thing that happened to them. They want to make an indie dramedy about. Um, so maybe it's just a, a problem. I've seen too many of them before but i think it stands above a lot of the other ones i've seen in a similar vein uh, i appreciate that kumail and emily both wrote it i feel like because of that both their perspectives weren't it as much as it could be um and and i appreciate that he did try to to give both sides of the cultural arguments yeah, her perspective coma 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 <laughs> sorry i couldn't uh, i couldn't resist um, i couldn't resist uh, and and so uh you know, I, I think it was uh, an interesting thing that said I kind of just like the Beer in the Mud podcast more. Like, I, 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 I think it's one of the things where it's like when you make a film, in a sense, sometimes you have to smooth it out and you could kind of feel those Apatow things where it's like, you know, he, he loves his men who learn to fix their problems. And that's like, I'm kind of tired of that trip too. So um, it may just be a problem I've seen too many of these movies. But I do think it still stands above that because it has very good performances. It is a very honest movie. I don't just like the ending to put you guys so i don't think it's a little pat um but i at least appreciate that as a movie about um something i hadn't seen in that i can't think of another movie that does it which is about you know the way relationships are work and okay that's every appetite movie when i'm talking about but at least <laughs> this one it's about like a specific character flaw and how a person deals with that and how you know these sort of weird situations kind of make you take stock of things and that life isn't just about big gestures that we all do them. Uh, it is about just sort of the day-to-day work uh, that takes to make a relationship work. And uh, that's what I appreciate about it. So even if it is, I don't think, perfect, I, I really like it and I would recommend it. So it's 7.5 for me. All right. Jack, what do you give the big sick? 
seven and go find a different critic. <laughs> Don't no, ask I, I, But in, in, in all, no, in all seriousness, I like this movie. I think it's a very good movie. I think it's a very well put together movie. I think it's a very strong movie. And any objection I've had to this movie over the course of like what's happened today has largely to do with like outside perspectives on this movie and kind of like, frankly, like I, I want to go think about this movie being more real because clearly I didn't realize how real this movie was to like the last five minutes. So all my objections I'll, I'll send, out the I'll window. Send you a pod, and, I'll send you their fresh air podcast. That's a good like. I really want to see it. It's fresh air. Yeah. Right? Fresh air did a, like a 50 minute interview with them with Terry gross. That's really good. So I'd recommend that. All right. Yeah. Terry gross is great. I, I, I can't believe I missed him on fresh air. I actually subscribed to that. So fuck. Uh, let me, I, I think that's the thing is I'd say I want to go back and kind of almost rewatch it, even though like this, this movie is, is heavily not my thing. <laughs> uh, and I think as much as Ben likes this kind of movie, like this is kind of like, especially with comedians talking, people talking very deeply about their past. I don't enjoy that kind of thing. I like, I like the level of like artistic, like writer separation that happens. And maybe that's the issue of it being a little bit too real at times. And like him pushing his own character faults, but at the same time making him holier than now and making the relationship work. I think like it doesn't all coalesce into something that I absolutely love. Again, I'm giving it a seven, not because that's that's that sounds really bad. But what I'm actually saying is like this all works as a movie structurally. It works really well. It's put together well. The comedy hits. I actually think his comedy for the style it is not my thing again. But again, it really works like for for their thing Uh, again. Again, he's doing kind of his same sort of like Silicon Valley thing, which I really, really like in that context. It's just in this one, in a very serious context, I'm not always like up, up to, up to specs on like this sort of thing. And I just guess, I guess that I don't, my, my take on it is go find a different comic <laughs> that is more kind of in line with this, <laughs> which is, very. you know, very fair. Binner, Binner Bobby. Binner Bobby. All right. Uh, so that leaves me. Um, I, I really enjoyed this film, and I figured I'd be the high score coming into this, saying as I pushed pretty hard to get to review this in the first place. Uh, but I, I just, I really enjoyed the movie. I, I thought the comedy landed. It's more my kind of thing. Um, but I thought it was really funny. I mean, I was laughing out loud through most of the film, and maybe I had a per- particularly lively theater that I saw it in but it was you know lots of big belly laughs from my theater um and I I thought it was funny um I liked that it's exploring real character flaws you know legitimate humanizing character flaws in an individual and 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 all the characters in the movie each one of them had something wrong with them but it made them real you know they're the you know, Kamal's parents have their own, you know, cultural bias and the, uh, uh, you know, Kumal obviously has his issue with being able to tell the truth when it's hard. It's just everyone had something, something just a little off and that's what makes it real and that's what makes it likable to me because no one was too perfect. I, I do think that the ending wraps it up a little too perfectly with the repeat conversation. It doesn't bother me so much that they ended up together, although it, I do think it would have been better if they didn't, but it's a real story, so we don't get to pick that. Um, but I do think the repeat dialogue at the end is just kind of a trite way to end it. And I think it might have been better if they'd ended it with just after she woohooed, so you know she's there, but 
kind of left it at that. I felt like that might have been a better conclusion. Nevertheless, I think this is a fantastic rom-com that focuses way more on the comedy than it does on the romance. And I don't think the romance is cheesy. And I really do think as a whole, the film works. As a result, I'm giving it an eight, which gives the Movie Gang podcast score for The Big Sick as a solid 7.5. So... Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. We love having our listeners here. If you are interested in supporting us, you can go visit TuscanShed.com where you can check out all of our many, many podcasts that we are participating in. We have Animania. We have Feast for Bros coming back with the new season of Game of Thrones already on air. And we also have Geek Space Nine, our podcast where we are re-watching Deep Space Nine. Fun thing to get into. So check us out. Like us. Support us. Check it out on your podcast like us on Facebook, tweet us. We love hearing from all of y'all. So for the Movie Gang podcast, this has been Jack Newman. Yes. And Ben Haworth. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Come on. Come on. You, you just reminded me that apparently. do that to me. You, you just made me really remind me that apparently there's going to be a character in Wrecker Ralph 2 called Yas. And I don't know how to feel about that. I'm not sure about that right now. <laughs> no, I, I think I think we I think we know exactly how to feel about that, Ben. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> and I have been <laughs> I have been Bobby Pike, your ineffective host, in wrangling these two numbskulls who will probably never see her hosting turn again. But I enjoyed being here with oh, all come of on. y'all. You did great. So, <laughs> This is actually, to be the host between me and Ben is probably the worst yeah, you could possibly Yeah, it's have. pretty bad. Like, of anyone else, there's probably less, like, bad. argumentation. For all of us at the Movie Gang Podcast, y'all have a good evening so I can get these two to shut up. <laughs> it won't happen. It'll never happen. We promise. I'm sorry. Jeez. Over and out. <laughs> okay.